Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and welcome to season three of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Without any more further ado, the 45th President of the United States of America. Thank you. Thank you. I know you love me. Listen, I don't want to talk about the NFL. I don't want to talk about Rocket Man. I don't want to talk about Hillary. I'd like to talk about HV Bucks. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. Okay. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week's In the Box segment is sponsored by the Ice Hutch, located at 655 Garden Avenue in Mount Vernon, New York. Founded in 1997, the Ice Hutch serves the skating community all year round by offering lessons for all levels, weekly public skating, figure skating, and hockey sessions. The Ice Hutch also features hockey leagues in the spring and fall each year for players seeking a highly competitive experience. Give them a call today at 914-699-6787 or check them out online anytime at www.icehutch.com. I recently had the opportunity to chat with Dave Gerspatch. Dave is the head coach of the 2018 New York State Division II champion Sweet Home Panthers. He's been behind the bench uh, for Sweet Home for the past 19 years. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Dave Gerspatch. Dave is the head coach of the Sweet Home Panthers, the 2018 New York State Division II champion, Sweet Home Panthers, I may add. Hashtag the champs are here. He has taken some time out of his day to chat with me, and I really do appreciate it. Coach, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. 
things are going great so far. How about you, Travis? Oh, things are going great. 2019 has been has been phenomenal. I celebrated my two year anniversary of the show. I hit uh, 20,000 downloads. So from that perspective, uh, 2019 is off to a tremendous start. I have my health. I have my wife. I have my kids. So you know everything is uh, is going uh, as scheduled right now, Coach. So thank you for asking. Um, let's get right into it if we can. Can you describe your team? In five words or less? Yeah, uh, potential. Okay. All right. So the potential is there. How many, may I ask, how many seniors or did you lose to graduation from last year? Yeah, we lost seven seniors uh, and we lost our top freshmen and our top sophomore as well. Okay. So seven seniors to graduation, top sophomore and a top freshman. So again, that is an opportunity certainly for other players to step up. Um, and uh, assume more responsibility. What excites you the most about this team? Is it the potential? Yeah, that, that's actually the answer I have for the, the next question. It, it is the potential because um, we're, we're just, I think, gaining our stride here, and, and I think that uh, if we can uh, get a couple of bounces in the playoffs, we'll be back in the state tournament again. Well, I, I have to tell you that, you know, I never played the game. I can't even skate, to be quite frank with you, although I just started doing some sled hockey uh, practices with the New York Rangers sled hockey team down here. But watching hockey as much as I do and just enjoying the sport, I know it's a game of inches and mistakes. So, again, if you start to do some things differently, you could be very much back into the dance. And once you get into the dance, anything can happen. Um, any surprises this season in terms of, you know, players coming up from, let's say, a modified system or a JV program, or even just the growth, the maturation, the development, the progression of kids from freshman to sophomore, sophomore to junior, junior to senior, so forth and so on? Yeah, I, I think our biggest surprise is probably how well our defense is played. Um, we lost four of our top, top five defensemen. So we have uh, a number of new defensemen, and uh, one in particular, Eddie Gould, played really, really well. He's playing every other shift. He went from playing very, very little last year to playing every other shift and really being the quarterback of our power play. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love hearing stories like that about kids, again, taking the opportunity to step up when uh, the call is um, is needed. Um, who are some, You just mentioned one player um, or a couple of players in your last answer, but who are some of the other players to watch on your squad? Um, I, I think we start right with our goalie, Mike Liston, who you know really carried us last year from January 1 on. Uh, Mike's played for me for this is his fourth year, um, and really just took over our team uh, as a junior to get us to that state title. Um, last week, Mike got his 34th victory, which is uh, first all-time in Sweden history. Um, he had a total of 20 victories actually last year, which was pretty unbelievable. Um, and another person is uh, our sophomore Eric Abate has really stepped up. He's our top forward uh, as a sophomore. I think that's pretty impressive. It sounds like you're getting contributions all around, which is exactly what I love to hear. Um, now, some coaches, you've been at this for 19 years. I don't know if I mentioned that in the bio, so I apologize for that. 19 years behind the bench for the Sweet Home Panthers. And um, when I ask coaches this question, they often say the next game is the biggest game. But when you look at the calendar, Coach, if it hasn't happened yet or if it has happened, in your opinion, biggest game of the season? Uh, the first playoff game, uh, I think, no matter when, you were, when we would have sat down and done this interview, it was the first playoff game. Um, pretty much had the goal banner, has been the, the semi-state champions uh, playing in a different division this year. Um, and then we have so many new guys, it's hard for them to understand that every team 
if they beat us, they just need to stay champs, and it's a big victory for another team. So um, I think the first playoff game, if we can get that under our belt and, and start our, our way back to the state tournament. You know what? I really do like that answer. It makes a lot of sense because, again, the champs are here. You you have that target, that proverbial target on your back, so everybody's looking to knock you off um, uh, if they can. Uh, in your opinion, Coach, outside of your home rink, the toughest rink to play in? Toughest rink in Western New York for us to play in is Nagley University. Okay. Uh, it's a college campus, and it's a much bigger. It's almost an Olympic-style rink. Hmm. And just to make that adjustment from a team that always practices on it to a team that plays on it, um, it is uh, something that we always have a hard time adjusting to. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, who is your biggest rival, would you say, Coach? Yeah, I would say for a lot of years it was uh, Amherst Tigers, which is uh, like a neighboring school to us. And part of the reason why is the coaches there were my two assistant coaches. Actually, three assistant coaches went over and took over that program for years. So it was one of those couldn't-lose games. Um, luckily, we didn't lose a game when we played them. Um, but it's hard to get rivalries now up here because we only play everybody one time. Okay. So And the divisions keep changing and mm-hmm. different schools coming in and out. Okay. Yeah, we're, we've seen a little bit of that down here in Section 1. You know, we, we had the power leagues at one point, and now we've we had five leagues, and we went to four, and now we have three. And I think everything is balanced quite nicely down this way. And if you're in the top league, you, you have that opportunity to develop those longstanding rivalries. But outside of that, again, teams come in, they come out. Uh, we had a team actually fold earlier this year, which was very upsetting. But uh, So I hear you loud and clear. Um, do you have a favorite tournament or road trip that you look forward to taking the kids on? You know, with, with this group of kids, there's two trips that we've taken um, with this group. Um, last year, we went to Lake Placid and got to play at the Olympic rink, which is a pretty awesome experience. Oh, awesome. Um, the memorabilia there. Amazing. So we came down and played in New York City at the, I think it was the Fabulous 16 tournament. Mm-hmm. I know it's changed a couple different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but so much the tournament was, there was only one kid on our team that had, had ever been to Times Square. Wow. So to have that experience with those kids um, and, you know, see the Christmas tree and all the rest, to, to take kids somewhere that they've never been before. So both those tournaments, uh, they were the first experience of most kids being in either one of those environments. It wasn't as much about the hockey as much about the, you know, the surroundings. Well, I know Ed Witts will certainly be happy to hear that. His tournament went from the Great Eight, to the Fabulous 15, which you referenced, to then the Fabulous 21. And, Coach, out of those 21 teams that came down, two were from the Albany area, um, Saratoga and Shenandoah. And I hope I don't forget somebody off this list, but we had Canisius, West Seneca West, uh, St. Joe's, um, Lancaster, Orchard Park. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody, but the fact that they made the trips down, rode the bus, you know, just to participate against some Section 1, uh, you know, competition speaks volumes to the growth and the development of our sport in this area because even though I didn't play when I was in high school, I had a lot of friends that did, and that would never happen. You know, I grew up in Suffern. I work in Suffern now. I think Suffern, you know, is one of the premier programs in Section 1, two state championships, 92 and 2012, but, you know, they would always take a trip up. But for the most part, other t- other schools or other programs wouldn't have the opportunity to, to play the top teams, and now that's no longer the case. So I'm glad to hear your kids had a good time down here, and I hope to see them back down here um, in the near future. Um, again, you've been at this for a while, Coach, 19 years now as, as coach of the Sweet Home Panthers. What do you look for in a hockey player? 
Uh, I look for someone that gives 110 percent all the time, whether it's in a game or in a practice, uh, especially in a practice when you're not watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone that you know um, might not pull it off, but they're going to give everything they got to try to pull it off for you. Okay, I love that attitude. I love that answer too. Uh, again, you've been at this for a long time. What makes a successful hockey coach, in your opinion? Um, someone that can adjust, whether it's adjust to the talent they have or adjust to the system the other team is running. Um, and I think we did a good job of adjusting um, last year, especially in the, in the final two games. Of um, we ran a double shadow against uh, a very, very good Auburn team. Yes, um, and tried to mark those two top kids. And then uh, making a big adjustment on our power play with West Seneca West and putting Kyle Newdorf on the wall and uh, the tournament MVP Kyle at home in front of the mat and Kyle ends up with back-to-back half trips off those adjustments we made. I have to tell you, Coach, that semifinal game between you and Auburn was electric. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from your state championship because I was there for the whole thing. I, I was actually with Chris Watson kind of in the little walkway area. And when the, the when the yard sale happened, I had it all on video. I sent it to your uh, social media guys. But that Auburn game, I mean, that barn was packed. Unbelievable for high school hockey. I mean, uh, I was in my glory, as I'm sure you were as well. Um this is going to sound like a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I ask everybody this. Uh, favorite moment or memory as a coach so far? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think you know the answer to the state championship. Sure. And, uh, more information about Sweden is um, we're very, very small when it comes to, to hockey. We don't have a JV team. Okay. Um, we struggle to have a modified team. So um, 21 kids came out for our team last year, and those are the 21 kids that we won the state championship with. Wow. Um, there were actually more freshmen and sophomores on that squad than there were juniors and seniors. Amazing. So you've got uh, plenty of room to grow. The future is in, in ca- very capable hands with you behind the bench and that talent on the ice. Um, biggest challenge you face as a coach? Uh, the biggest challenge nowadays is, uh, I'd say really, uh, the, the, the kids of their, their dedication to it. Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of things going on and, you know, a lot of things on social media, a mm-hmm. lot of things outside of school um, that take their focus and it's hard. You know, I remember back in the day when you played a sport that was your, your main focus to now it might be second or third on some of the kids' list. Hmm. You know, that's an interesting question. Mike Tromboli said the same thing, and I know you guys have both been at it for a long time as coaches and, you know, dedicated to the game. And he talked a lot about how social media has impacted his athletes' abilities to focus and to attend. And uh, as a school counselor 25 years in, in the field myself, I definitely see the impact that social media, and I'm not anti-social media. As you know, I have a huge social media presence. Um, it's what helped, I think, grow my the success of my show. But I definitely see that impacting our young people. It's, you know, they live in like this instant gratification world too. You know, they really want it then. They want it now. They don't want to wait. Um, what advice would you give someone, let's say, who's interested in coaching? I think get involved while you're young. Get involved, you know what I mean? You can, you, you can start coaching or being an assistant coach or helping out even even when you're a high school player. I've, I've got uh, a couple of kids that are helping out with some of the Amherst uh, youth programs. Nice. Um, and, and try to get someone that, uh, you know, you can trust and, and will give you constructive criticism. If someone just tells you you're always doing a great job, then you're hard to grow as a coach. Okay. Okay, I like that answer too. Can you describe the state of hockey in Section 6? Answers, but I think section six when you go from the bottom school to the top school, 
Um, I don't think you get any better when you talk about St. Joe's always playing for the Catholic Championship. Um, myself and Kenny have won the small schools in recent years. Will North has won the large school in recent years. Um, you know, in some of the sections, there's some low teams. There's no low teams in, in Western New York. And I'll tell you what, the, the small school and the large school and even the Catholic school playoff right now, um, I really think any team can win any of the three. Um, and it's going to be an awesome couple weeks coming up here in late February. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree, and I cannot wait for February 8th when my flight takes off at 345 because I know 50 minutes later, which is why I fly as opposed to driving, I did drive up to Buffalo, Niagara Falls, the Canadian side of the falls this summer, and I said to myself, you know what, maybe I will drive, and I'm like, nah, that's not happening. Um, but uh, yeah, I know on Friday the 8th that I'll be flying up to the premier event for high school hockey, and I can't wait to see what uh, what awaits me. Um Thoughts on the new rules, Coach, you know, again, especially as someone who's been around the sport as long as you have, in particular, the 17-minute periods and the two-minute penalties. Yeah, I thought that uh, the two-minute penalties would have a lot more respect than it has, looking at, at a lot of my score sheets and stuff like that. I don't feel like we've given up too many power play goals in that last 30 seconds, and I don't think we've scored too many power play goals in that last 30 seconds. Um, I thought it would have a much bigger impact, but I, I don't think it really has. Okay. I think um, I think a team's, you know, certainly a team's discipline is being put to the test. I mean, I, I'm an off-ice official, as you may know, for Section 9. So, you know, I'm, I'm working the sheet and I'm calling, you know, penalties and goals. And I did a game recently where I think there were three penalties the entire game, which is something that I didn't see earlier in the season. So I think certainly, you know, having the, the extra 30 seconds, you know, causes teams to, again, be more disciplined. Um, you have to have two PK units. You have to have two PP units. Um, and I think also with the 17 minute periods again your endurance your depth your conditioning is all put to the test um three more questions for you coach before i let you go and again i do appreciate you taking some time out to chat with me it's always important for me personally to have the state champions on my show um favorite professional player past or present this might be the easiest question that you have on your list mario Lemieux by far okay all right listen Um, (laughs) go go ahead no go ahead you know, when he first came out, he, he did everything on his own. And always compared to Gretzky, who had, in my mind, a full squad. And just the things he could do on the ice, the way he's seen the ice, it, it, it's usually my review of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, listen, I have a quick Pittsburgh story. It does not necessarily involve Lemieux, but, I mean, I went out there in 95. I'm a Ranger fan, made that horrific drive across Pennsylvania out to Pittsburgh. I had a friend that was going to University of Pittsburgh at the time, and we went to a sports bar. Rod Woodson had a sports bar downtown, and we went to the game, and after the game, we went to some nightclub, and I got to meet Yarmir Yager and Peter Nedved. I think Mario might have been there too, but you know we didn't have access to him, and it was, again, you could just tell how much the city you know, loved that guy and how much they revered him. And, uh, you know, I'm old enough to, to have seen him play in, in, in person and certainly on television. So I, I, I like, uh, I like your selection. Favorite professional team? Um, it's my home team, the Buffalo Sabres. It was the Penguins for those new Yager years, but it's the Buffalo Sabres. It's been a, a tough last <laughs> 10 years rooting for them, but, uh, I have to tell you, I think the Sabres are, are definitely moving in the right direction. I have a good buddy, Jim Overby, who is from your neck of the woods. He teaches uh, math uh, in Scarsdale, which is you know a very uh, strong and prominent uh, hockey program here in Section 1. And I told him before the season started that I thought the Sabres had a, a decent shot of making the playoffs. And it really, I really like some of the things that they're doing, You know, the, the handful of times I've watched them. And I have to say, 
I go back to like um, the early 90s. I had a, a roommate in college that was from Corfu, and we're watching the Bills in the playoffs, I mean, in the Super Bowl, and the Scott Norwood, you know, the, the thing goes, the ball goes to the shit. And he starts trashing the apartment. I said, Jim, we're not going to get our security deposit back, man. You got to calm down. But I say that because I, you guys need a championship. The good people of the Queen City who have embraced me as like an adopted son need something to cheer about. So I'm hoping that at some point the the Bills and or the Sabres or both can make it happen. You almost had it in 1999, but we had that controversial goal. The skate was in the crease, coach. And then the NHL went and changed the rule immediately following that, which I always found very interesting. But anyway. But um, it's, it's kind of funny that you talk about that because I look at the New Orleans Saints game and uh, all the props of that no call getting. Right. And, you know, that year with the foot in the crease, if you even came close to the crease, it was no goal. Right. And they had that picture ahead of his whole foot being in there and it being allowed and then winning the Stanley Cup on that play. I can imagine. I'm sure for some long-term diehard, long-time diehard fans, it's still a bitter pill to swallow. I mean, um, that game was also an overtime coach. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah, it was. In, it was actually like in overtime. Right. So I think I think part of it too is people started getting tired. Let's get this game over with. Ah, oh, the puck said, "Oh, we're gonna. We have a goal. We have a goal." And then you know, I don't know. Um, but like I said, I definitely like what I see out of your young Saber squad, uh, and I love seven one six. I can't wait to take in some uh, some of the action, some of the food, and just the atmosphere when I'm up there. So, last question for you, Coach. Real quick, Travis, for you. Yep. Um, the the just opened up a new restaurant at the Labatt Blue House, which is the headquarters for Labatt, mm. which is uh, might even be cooler than seven one six. Wow. Um, so well. it's right diagonal across from seven one six, but next to the arena. So you'll have to check. Well, I will be up there Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. So I'll definitely have to split my time between the Labatt Blue House and 716. And uh, I have a friend, Steve, that gave me a bunch of like different places for wings to try. So I'm going to try to jam it all in when I'm not sitting there watching the hockey. Um, last question for you, Coach. If if Dave Gerspatch was not a hockey coach, he'd be a fill-in-the-blank you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with my my full time gig of, of being a math teacher at Freedom High School. Okay, um, I've always loved working with kids. Um, it's been a, it's been a different light, um, but uh, and uh, it got me into uh, my role of coaching there at Sweet Home, which uh, just meshed perfectly. But uh, I'm pretty happy being a math teacher. Listen, I, as a school counselor, as somebody who's dedicated 25 years of their life already to this tremendous field, I mean, my dad was a, a teacher and a principal. My mom was a teacher. My sister's a phys ed teacher. So I, I hear you loud and clear. I don't think there's any better profession. I love being able to impact the lives of young people in a positive way. And uh, again, I really do respect and love your answer. I've been chatting with um, Dave Gerspatch, head coach of the 2018 New York State Division II champion, Sweet Home Panthers. He has been behind the bench for 19 years. Um, and again, I do appreciate you taking the time out uh, to chat with me. And um, I know that Section 1 is going to host the Section 6 at-large winner in the regional game. So I don't know if that you know will be you or somebody else. But again, whether it's down here um, for the regional game or up in Buffalo, uh, at the actual tournament, uh, on the ice, or just you know, out and about at the Labatt Blue House or Seven One Six. I hope we can run into each other when I'm up there at States. I w- I will definitely be with the club, Travis. 
All right. Very good. Uh, this is your boy, Trav, and you are listening to HV Pucks. Thanks again, Coach. Take care. All right. Thanks, Travis. Bye-bye. Oh, my pleasure. This episode for season three comes to an end. It's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. This season, Stick Taps will be brought to you each and every week by H4H, a growing car transport and handyman service company in Rockland and Long Island. Howie and Jesse are service-oriented guys known for providing quality service at competitive prices. For rapid, reliable, and relationship-driven car transport and handyman home improvements, call 516-497-1194. Mention the code 5MinuteMajor and receive a $25 discount off your next car transport service or $100 off your next handyman service appointment. Stick taps out to the Plattsburgh High School girls hockey team on winning the Section 7 Girls Hockey Championship on Sunday, February 3rd. Stick taps out to the Arlington hockey team for raising $500 for former Admiral Austin Heck, who was recently diagnosed with cancer. Stick taps out to the Cicero North Syracuse varsity hockey team for collecting new and gently used blankets for DJ's Gifts of Warmth program at their game on Monday, February 4th. Stick taps out to the Skinny Atlas hockey team for helping to raise awareness against school violence by selling t-shirts to commemorate the anniversary of the Parkland tragedy. Stick taps out to Jeremy Connor, goaltender for the St. John Vianney Lancers, who became the program's all-time winningest goalie after securing his 48th victory on Monday, February 4th. Way to go, Jeremy. Stick taps out to Frank Baccaro, defenseman for the Precipone Regional Hockey Team, on reaching 80 career points on Monday, February 4th. Keep it up, Frank. Stick taps out to Tyler Sedlak of Don Bosco, who earned the 200th point of his varsity career on Tuesday, February 5th. Congratulations, Tyler. Well done. Stick taps out to the Williamsville girls varsity hockey team, who won its very first Section 6 title after several runner-up finishes over the years. Stick taps out to the St. John Vianney hockey team for spending time at a local New Jersey veteran's home on February 7th and for serving those who served. Stick taps out to the Penfield High School hockey team for visiting the Atria Senior Living Center on February 7th while giving back to their community. Stick taps out to Johnny Colo on becoming Auburn's all-time points leader on Friday, February 8th. Congratulations, Johnny, and I hope I got your last name correct. Stick taps out to Thomas Moskal of the Indian Hills Braves ice hockey team, who set a new record with six goals and a 6-2 win over Clifton on Friday, February 8th. 
Stick taps out to the Chapag Spartans co-op hockey team for hosting a Pink the Rink game on Saturday, February 9th. All proceeds will benefit breast cancer research. Stick taps out to Ethan Yotter of the Kenmore West hockey team who had four assists on Saturday, February 9th and became the all-time assists leader with 70, breaking the previous record of 67. That is simply amazing, Ethan. And stick taps, a huge five-minute major stick taps out to the Williamsville girls hockey team on winning the 2019 New York State Public High School Athletic Association Championship on Saturday, February 9th. This is their first ever state title after being a runner-up for several seasons, and the girls won it in dramatic fashion with a 5-2 win in overtime over Skinny Atlas. Hashtag, the champs are here. Stick taps out to three members of the Jackson Liberty varsity hockey team as Nick LaBianca and Joey Granza both hit 200 points while Zach D'Andrea netted his 100th assist. I always say them South Jersey boys as N Fuego for sure. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity, and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HV Pucks. the horn sounds on this episode of HV Pucks, I want to thank my beautiful wife Marisol and my two daughters Juliana and Kayla for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding because our family time takes a hit over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans and you can always find me on Twitter at TravJack71 and on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter, at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. The 2019 New York State All-Hair Team is looking to complete its roster. So tweet me a picture at TravJack71 and use the hashtag New York State Puck Flow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt. Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Peck's Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Pex Skate Shop and use the hashtag Pex Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Pex Skate Shop gift card. I'd also like to give a special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting Season 3 of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, 
and I'll see you at the rink.